Encyclicals of Pope Pius Twelfth, Miranda Prorsus, on motion pictures, radio, and television. Written on the 8th day of September, 1957. Section 2, Motion Pictures. Motion pictures, which came into existence some 60 years ago, must today be numbered among the most important means by which the ideas and discoveries of our times can be made known. Concerning their various processes and their power of attraction, we have, when occasion offered, already spoken. Out of this growth, particularly in the case of films which reproduce a definite story, expressed in a vivid manner by pictures and sounds, there has also sprung up a great industry in which not only craftsmen, laborers, and technicians, but also financial groups unite their activities. For private individuals cannot easily carry through such an extensive and complex operation. Hence, in order that the cinema may remain a worthy instrument by which men can be guided towards salvation, raised to higher things, and become really better, it is absolutely necessary for each of those groups just referred to, exercising a true sense of responsibility, to cooperate readily with each other, to produce and distribute films which can win approval. To all those who practice vigilance and act intelligently concerning film shows, we have already more than once made clear the seriousness of the subject, while exhorting them to produce, in particular, the kind of ideal film which can certainly contribute to a well-balanced education. Do you, venerable brethren, take a special interest in seeing that, through the individual national offices which must be subject to your authority, and about which we have written above, there shall be imparted to the various classes of interested citizens information on the matters to be viewed, the advice and the directives by which, in accordance with the different times and circumstances, this most noble art, which can so much help the good of souls, may be as far as possible advanced. Film Classification For this purpose, let tables or lists be composed and printed in a definite arrangement, in which films distributed will, as frequently as possible, be listed so as to come to the notice of all. And let this be done by a committee of reliable men, which will depend on each of your national offices. These men, of course, should be outstanding for their doctrine and practical prudence, since they have to pass judgment on each film according to the rules of Christian morality. We most earnestly exhort the members of this committee to devote in a suitable manner to these topics, deep and prolonged study and devout prayer. For they have to deal with the most important matter, which is closely bound up with the Christian concept of life, and consequently they must have a sound knowledge of that power which is exerted by the cinema, and which varies according to the different circumstances of the spectators. As often as they have to judge the moral aspect of a cinema program, they should attentively revise within themselves those directives already many times given by us, as occasion offered. And particularly when we spoke of the ideal film, of the points which concern religion, and at the same time of representation of evil deeds, it should never ignore or be opposed to human dignity, to the modesty of the home surroundings, to holiness of life, to the church of Jesus Christ, to human and civil types of association. Moreover, 
Let them remember that the task allowed to them of classifying and passing judgment on each film program aims especially at giving clear and appropriate guidance to public opinion, with the intention of leading all to value highly the rules and principles of morality, without which the right development of minds and true civilization become meaningless terms. Unquestionably, therefore, one must repudiate the manner of acting of those who, from excessive indulgence, admit films which, for all their technical brilliance, nevertheless offend right morals. Or though they appear on the surface to conform to the moral laws, yet contain something which is contrary to the Catholic faith. But if they have clearly and publicly indicated which films can be seen by all, by the young, by adults, and those, on the other hand, which are a moral danger to the spectators, and finally, those which are entirely bad and harmful, then each will be able to attend those films only, from which they will come out with minds happier, freer, and better. And they will be able to avoid those which can be harmful to them, and doubly so, of course, when they will have been a means of gain for traffickers and evil things, and given a bad example to others. Repeating the timely instructions which our predecessor of happy memory, Pius XI, published in his encyclical letter entitled Vigilanti Cura, we earnestly desire that Christians be not only warned with care as frequently as possible on this topic, but that they fulfill the grave obligation of acquainting themselves with the decisions issued by the ecclesiastical authority on matters connected with motion pictures and of faithfully obeying them. The bishops, if they deem it appropriate, will be able to set aside a special day each year devoted to this matter, on which the faithful will be carefully instructed concerning their duty, particularly with regard to film shows, and urged to offer earnest prayers to God about the same. To make it easy for all to be familiar with these decisions and to obey them, these directives, together with a short commentary on them, must be published at some suitable time and distributed as widely as possible. Film Criticism To this end, Catholic film critics can have much influence. They ought to set the moral issue of the plots in its proper light, defending those judgments which will act as a safeguard against falling into so-called relative morality, or the overthrow of that right order, in which the lesser issues yield place to the more important. Quite wrong, therefore, is the action of writers in daily papers and in reviews claiming to be Catholic, if, when dealing with shows of this kind, they do not instruct their readers concerning the moral position to be adopted. Theater Managers There is a duty of conscience binding the spectators who, each time they buy a ticket of admission, as it were casting a vote, make choice of good or bad motion pictures. A similar duty, and even more so, binds those who manage movie theaters or distribute the films. We are well aware of the magnitude of the difficulties which today confront those engaged in the motion picture industry because of, in addition to other considerations, the great increase of the use of television. Yet, even when confronted by these difficult circumstances, they must remember that they are forbidden in conscience to present film programs which are contrary to the faith and sound morals, or to enter into contracts by which they are forced to present shows of this kind. 
But since in many countries men engaged in this industry have bound themselves not to exhibit for any consideration film programs which might be harmful or evil, we trust that the excellent initiative will spread to all parts of the world, and that no Catholic in cinema management will hesitate to follow such sane and salutary proposals. We must also utter a vigorous warning against the display of commercial posters, which ensnare or give scandal, even though, as sometimes happens, such publicity refers to decent films. Who can say what harm is wrought in minds, especially of the young, by these pictures? What base thoughts and impure pleasures are aroused? How much they contribute to the corruption of public morals, with consequent damage to the well-being of the state itself. Catholic Halls Consequently, in cinema halls subject to ecclesiastical authority, since there have to be provided for the faithful, and particularly for the young, shows which are suitable to upright training and in keeping with the surroundings, it is clear that only those films may be exhibited which are entirely beyond reproach. Let the bishops keeping a watchful eye on these halls, including those of exempt religious to which the public has access, warn all ecclesiastics on whom the responsibility falls to observe faithfully and exactly the rules laid down in these matters, and let them not be too much taken up with their personal advantage if they wish to play their part in this ministry, which the Holy See considers of the highest importance. We especially advise those who control these Catholic halls to group themselves together, as with our full approval and consent has been done in a number of places, the more effectively to put into practice the recommendations of the respective national offices and support common advantages and policies. Film Distributors The counsel which we have given to theater managers we wish to apply also to the distributors, who, since they sometimes contribute financially to the making of the actual films, have obviously a greater opportunity, and consequently are bound by a more serious obligation, of giving their support to reputable films. For distribution cannot be in any sense reckoned as a technical function of the business, since films, as we have often stated, are not only to be regarded as articles for sale, but also, and this is more important, to be considered as food for the mind, and, as it were, a means of spiritual and moral training for the ordinary people. So distributors and hirers share to the same degree in merit and responsibility, according as something good or evil results from the screen. Actors Since, therefore, there is question of bringing the motion picture industry into line with sounder policies, there is no slight responsibility which rests on the actors. They indeed, remembering their dignity as human beings and as experienced artists, should know that they are not permitted to lend their talents to parts and plays, or to be connected with the making of films, which are contrary to sound morals. But an actor, having gained a famous name by his talent and skill, ought to use that renown which he has justly won, in such a way that he inspires the mind of the public with noble sentiments. In particular, he should remember to give a notable example of virtue to others in his private life. When addressing professional actors on one occasion in the past, we made this assertion. Everyone can see that in the presence of a throng of people listening open-mouthed to your words, applauding and shouting, 
your own feelings are stirred and filled with a certain joy and exultation. But if it can be said that someone is fully justified in feeling these emotions, yet it does not follow that Christian actors may accept from their audience expressions of praise which savor of a type of idolatry, since in this case also our Savior's words apply. So let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Producers and Directors But the heaviest responsibility, though for a different reason, falls on the directors and producers. The awareness of this burden is not an obstacle to noble undertakings, but rather ought to strengthen the minds of those who, endowed with goodwill, are influential by reason of their money or natural talent in the production of films. In addition, it often happens that film producers and directors meet a serious difficulty when the circumstances and demands of their art come into contact with the precepts of religion and the moral law. In that case, before the film is printed, or while it is being produced, some competent advice should be sought, and a sound plan adopted, to provide for both the spiritual good of the spectators and the perfection of the work itself. Let these men not hesitate to consult the local established Catholic Motion Pictures Office, which will readily come to their assistance, by delegating some qualified ecclesiastical advisor to look after the business, should this be necessary, and so long as due precautions are observed. And the result of this confidence which they place in the Church will not be a lessening of their authority or popularity. For the faith, until the end of time, will be the bulwark of the human person. And in the production of the works themselves, the human person will be enriched and perfected in the light of Christian teaching and correct moral principles. Nevertheless, ecclesiastics are not permitted to offer their cooperation to film directors without the express consent of their superiors, since, obviously, to give sound advice in this matter, special excellence in the art and a more than ordinary training are essential, and a decision on these cannot be left to the whim of individuals. We therefore give a fatherly warning to Catholic film directors and producers not to permit films to be made which are opposed to the faith or Christian morals. But if, God forbid, this should happen, it is the duty of the bishops to admonish them, and if necessary to impose appropriate sanctions. But we are convinced that to bring the motion pictures to the heights of the ideal film, nothing is more effective than for those engaged in film production to act in conformity with the commandments of Christian law. Let those responsible for making films approach the sources from which all the highest gifts flow. Let them master the gospel teaching and make themselves familiar with the church's traditional doctrine on the certainties of life, on happiness and virtue, on sorrow and sin, on body and soul, on social problems and human desires. They will then obtain new and excellent plots which they may adopt, and they will feel themselves inspired by a fresh enthusiasm to produce works of lasting value. Those initiatives and practices, therefore, must be encouraged and extended by which their spiritual life is nourished and given strength and development. But particular attention must here be paid to the Christian training of those young people who are planning to enter the cinema world professionally. To conclude these instructions with regard to the motion pictures, 
we urge state officials not on any account to lend support to the production or making available of films of a low type, but by establishing suitable regulations to lend their aid to the providing of decent film programs which can be commended, particularly when they are intended for youth. When such large sums are being spent on public education, let them direct their attention to this also, that reasonable assistance be given to this matter, which is essentially a part of education. But since in certain countries, and also in international festivals, prizes are established and rightly awarded to those films which are recommended for their educative and spiritual value, we trust that all good and prudent men, following our counsels, will strive to ensure that the applause and approval of the general public will not be wanting, as a prize for really worthwhile films.